Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 17 of the HO Racing Today podcast with me, Chase Ellis, and my co-host, Adam Moneypenny, your home for all news and things HO Racing. Uh, we'd really like to apologize for our extended hiatus. Uh, me and Adam's school load has pretty much been off the charts, and this whole COVID-19 uh, situation has really thrown a wrench into it, as well as uh, we were planning to uh, come back to record late May. But Mother's Day got in the way of that, and that's a very important holiday to spend. And also the start of my summer semester has also thrown our schedule off as I'm trying to get one step closer, step forward to completing my associate's degree. But we are so relieved and glad to be back. Uh, we wish anyone um, that is ailing with this virus or uh, someone in their family is sick, uh, we wish you all the best, and we really hope you get well soon. We will conquer this thing together. Uh, this... Our hobby has pretty much been on hold here in the United States. Uh, quite a few events have canceled their events in 2020, as you know, due to the pandemic. And Hopper joined in late May. They canceled the 2020 Hopper Nats that were supposed to uh, take place in Aurora, Ohio from June 22nd to 26th in the Bertram Hotel in Aurora. Um, they have actually uh, uh, awarded the 2021 Nats back to Aurora, Ohio to compensate for this cancellation. And they will be held this time from June 21st to 22nd, 2021. And me and Adam both hope to attend and have a potentially a live broadcast uh, from uh, the Hopper Nats. Uh, if you don't know, also our event that we host in early May, the Ohio Cup has also canceled their 2020, our 2020 event. And we will also we will just be preparing for next year's Ohio Cup, which not sure the date, but I know it's early May 2021. And I also talked to Terry Peterson on Facebook yesterday about the status of the Stock T-Jet Challenge, which the initial announcements say that he might have or rumors stated that he might start in autumn of this year, but then no, he has completely canceled it, and we'll prepare for St. Pat the week of St. Patrick's Day 2021. Uh, we still plan to sponsor uh, the T-Jet Challenge in Ohio Cup. We still have T-shirts on standby. I actually have them uh, just a few feet away from me. Actually, folded up. We'll be giving away uh, five. Uh, would be five T-shirts at the Stock T-Jet Challenge and five at the uh, Ohio Cup. All be a random draw. Uh, although with these cancellations, they really stink. With all these cancellations, we've been really looking forward to them. We have kept the hobby going. Uh, a Rusty Jackson, or RJ, like we like to call him, races with the Northern Hopper Group up near Akron. And he started a coronavirus challenge on Facebook, which allowed us racers with home tracks to uh, compete for race prizes and bragging rights each week since we can't, we couldn't congregate and race since that was around the time that the shutdown or lock or Ohio's issued a stay-at-home order for a period in May and June, or uh, most of May, actually. March to May, pretty much. But anyway, organized coronavirus challenge, which did an awesome job um, organizing it and running it. Um, basically, what he had us do was uh, most of us have home tracks with timers on it or time or uh, light bridge, whatever. Uh, we set up our timing software to race a standard two-minute main per lane, two minutes on each lane on your track, and you calculate your total number of laps, multiply it by the total length of your track, which will get your total feet, which will you're organized based on how much feet you got. And it really picked up steam uh, really after the first race. 
And we, I'd really like to thank all the sponsors that stepped up and graciously donated uh, race prizes. I'll mention them. And each week, I'm actually, I actually got all six weeks here uh, highlighted. We, like I said, we raced six weeks. Uh, pretty much wanted to keep it small, but uh, week one, we started with stock T-Jets since this was after uh, the stock T-Jet challenge was postponed. Top three placed were Ron Schmidt, uh, Danny Reinhardt, actually, of Central Ohio, and Jeff Albitz, Western Pennsylvania. Uh, Ron Schmidt's actually from St. Louis. Uh, 16 racers actually submitted an entry this week, which actually pretty good turnout for first uh, week one. And I know I didn't do well that week. Both of us, I don't think, did well that week. Since no. we got off. Yeah, I did it on my track, and the squiggles were not fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the squiggles. The, all of you don't know Adam's track's a little bit more technical. He has actually two house, two tracks at his house, and the, the TKO is a little bit more technical than the Max tracks. Yeah, but, yeah, I didn't do well either. I raced on Myron's track since he he and Ryan invited me on over, and just knocking the rust off, man. It had been a long time since our early spring series that we had raced during that time, so knocked the rust off and just like move on to next week pretty much is my thought so yeah, yeah. Week, week two we moved on to hop respect racers which top three were ryan archibald and you placed second in it at, and third was actually ryan Por- or not ryan roger porcelli uh ryan archibald actually won a t-shirt courtesy of hopra and 23 racers actually submitted an entry this week and that cr- increased from week one and really nice job on that one too like, you did an awesome job wheeling that thing around Thank you. It wasn't on your track again, or Max track? No, on the Max track because my track is way too soft. Yeah. Did you do the road course layout? Uh, For the oval. A little bit both. A little bit of both. You put, I think, did you put one of the road course, did you put the bus stop in or something? Wait, no, we did the oval. You did the oval. Yeah, the oval, like, they have a Pocono uh, layout max tracks, which I know what you all are thinking, that he kind of cheated on the oval, which is not true. That Pocono track, those turn, especially the first turn, is very sharp. It's They've tried to mimic Pocono Raceway as uh, realistically as possible. It's actually a very, very close representation of what Pocono actually is, but that first turn is nasty. But... <laughs> yes. Then, especially with those spec racers, I mean, the other, the other thing that I want to mention to everyone listening is that these hopper classes, the word that gets around is that, oh, these things are easy to drive. You can hold down the trigger all the way and not even come off. That is not true. Although many of the hopper classes have more downforce on them, the car is more stuck to the track because of the magnets. You really, these things, you really have to finesse that trigger. Like, it's very technical with those classes and especially with super stocks oh man super stocks and neomods i cannot like wow i know some guys i respect that some guys it's not their cup of tea they're more t-jet slower uh but i mean kind of i'm just kind of person that'll race anything you know pretty much yeah i really don't care what i'm racing as long as i'm oh yeah as long as i'm racing man but week three, we moved on to Freighty Jet classes, or the Freighty Jet class, which is the same class we raced for the Ohio Cup. 
Uh, top three were Jeff Kratz of St. Louis, which is he, he'll be the defending Ohio Cup champion for 2021. Uh, Howard Rosenstein from Central Ohio, he did a really awesome job on his track. His track's fun with mods. And Michael Warnski, who actually finished third in the 2019 Ohio Cup. Uh, each of them won actually a Hurricane Electric uh, fray body from Jeff Hurley. He makes some really good stuff. I'll actually post all the sponsors down below in the description for both uh, this challenge and the iRacing series that I'll discuss later. Uh, we also started a random prize draw uh, that week, which we actually awarded Kevin Riggs of actually the Alabama Racing Group with a host racing body. Myron um, Benner of Central Ohio actually won some wizard shoes. And Chris White, also of Central Ohio, won a Hopper t-shirt. Uh, 24 racers actually submitted an entry this week. I actually did, I think I did a little bit better that week. I was somewhere in the top 10. I think I was 8th or ninth or somewhere around there. But I had a really good car. Uh, I had a Viper spec straight out of the box and barely broke, I broke it in. But that thing flew, man, out of the box. I mean, Viper does awesome job. Just with, like, especially with their 12 volts and their spec racers, they are really good right out of the box. They are. Mm-hmm. My spec racer was pretty much out of the box, except I changed the billet boss to um, spacers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I changed spacers on mine too. And I also, I mean, now on uh, my other spec racer, which I. It's basically my experimental um, R&D car. I actually have an RPMS gear in it now, which is going to be good. 23.2 black RPMS gear, RPMs gear. So that's going to be really good to see. Yeah, Roger. And we, great parts. Yeah, he makes some really good gears. Uh, week four was Hopper Superstocks, and the top three were Ryan Archibald, Mo Mofield of, of Dayton, Ohio, and George Bracano rounding out the top three. Um, each of the top three received race prizes courtesy of R.C. Lincoln and Bob Lincoln over at Wizard High Performance. Thank you so much to them. Uh, Byron Benner and Mark Porter each won bodies, actually generously donated from Marty Leslie. Thank you to Marty. He does some really nice job with his bodies. And lastly, lastly Ricky Shearer of Central Ohio and Gregory Williams each won T-shirts donated by Hopra. Uh, 17 racers actually submitted an entry that week. Um, I did not precipitate that week since I didn't have a super stock on hand. Um, I'm really hoping to get one uh, later, actually before the Nats, because I'm very intrigued and in wanting to precipitate an amateur super stock. There are a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. I've seen uh, YouTube videos of them and videos on Facebook, and man, it's just crazy with some of them. And I'm... I really want to do good, especially the goal is to really I mean, go out there, or maybe race amateur a few years, and maybe get good enough to get up to pro. So. So. In week five, we moved on to Hopra Brass Racers, or we call them here in Central Ohio 12-volt cars. Top three were Ryan Archambault, Roger Porcelli, and our own Myron Benner of Central Ohio. A uh, random prize draw was also held by BSRT, and prizes were awarded to George Bacano, uh, Robert Brunner, and Josh Crutchfield of Central Ohio. Uh, 20 racers submitted an entry this week. Um, that week I did a little bit better, actually. Uh, 12 volts are actually my bread and butter. Really love them. But 
if I remember right, there was one lane that I think red lane was the one that really tore me up on Myron's track because red, there's two sharp turns on that track. It's a small track. It's probably less. I think it's less than 40 feet, <coughs> I believe. So, so yeah, yeah I, one lane completely killed my run if I remember right. It's super tight. Mm. Oh yeah. I don't know how you did that. No, I really don't. Um, I mean, 12 volts, they're fun. I really wish we raced them more often because they're really fun, especially on Ryan's track and uh, Ron's track. Ron's track, I pretty much have down, pretty much. But And especially the, those Max tracks with their new pen system, man, there's no complaints with it. Holy crap. I haven't had a chance to run on a track with yeah. the new system. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah, have. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Ron's track had it. I know, I don't think you guys, I think you've only raced on Ron's track once. And um, it was mod tickets. Yeah, it was when I went up to um, New York. Yeah. And that was when it was like first release. And um, Another thing that I was really bummed that got canceled was Moe's March Madness that he was going to do in late March. And it was going to do, he was going to do Brass Racer, Super Stock, Spec Racer, and an IROC challenge over probably four days in late March. And we were planning to do one of those days, us go up there and race one race, then come back and race at Dean's. But that course got shanked with the whole uh, COVID thing, which. It was a really cool event. I really hope uh, Mo reschedules it for next March because it was a really fun race, or a really fun idea, I should say. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. It did. was. And our final week, week six, was Hopper Compression Molded Polymods. Top three were Mike Shanks, Chris Rondo, and Corey Glover. Uh, RPMs awarded race prizes to the top three. And 14 racers submitted entries this week. That's the other week. That's one of the only two weeks that I did not submit something since I don't have a CMPM. But hoping to get one in the future. That I've heard those are also kind of really fun to run. So. Yeah. Uh, after the spec racer, I wasn't able to participate. Mhm. Because your school, I know your school really ramped up, and so did mine. I really ramped up towards the end of the spring and just number one thing my parents are asking did you pass your exams and thank god i managed to so that's awesome Reach on to that uh, oh yeah overall uh overall the series was really really fun uh, to take part in and especially i want to thank rg again for organizing and running the series it was a really cool idea from him and what just it, it passed the time during our stay at home order and gave us all something to do during our free time, because a lot of us, um, I hate it for most some of us, but some some of us in the hobby got laid off of work. Um, I had actually had spring break extended uh, for college, and I'm currently doing almost all online classes right now, and just gave us something to do. And I also wanted to thank the, the, all the sponsors for graciously donating prizes to all of us. It's really a great uh, thing for them to do, and we, they really need as much support as they can get especially during this time. Uh, it's kind of been really hard on them. But 
also a huge thank you everybody that submitted an entry because without all of them this would not be possible at all and we really want to thank you for all of that i mean it was really fun to compare and brag and and just have fun uh with just submitting entries and uh, videotaping your runs and it was really cool yeah it's definitely an amazing idea Mm -hmm. It's something we'll probably we'll be talking about for a long time, especially with all this. But then there's another series that also is rising up during the COVID uh, uh, pandemic. Uh, Roger Porcelli, as you heard his name earlier, owner of RPMs, he has also taken advantage of the quarantine. He actually put together an HO Invitational iRacing series featuring only HO drivers. Uh, if you don't know, uh, NASCAR and IndyCar uh, during uh, the uh, Pretty much the wave of sports leagues can't of uh, suspending their seasons they ended up deciding both of them to run iRacing series which iRacing is a simulator it almost gr is very genuine almost similar to driving a car on an actual track and nascar and indycar both decided to put iRacing invitational series up for their drivers we decided especially uh, me and roger had a rig and a few others had rigs uh sim racing rigs and we decided, oh, what the heck? Let's do the same thing, but for HO racers only. Um, we're pretty much we are eight races into our ten race season for this year, and or for the spring season, we are currently racing a Delara DW12 IndyCar chassis, the old um, uh, IndyCar chassis without the, before the revision they have now. And we also, I really like to thank the array of sponsors that graciously stepped up and contributed race prizes to the top three in points at the end of the year. Um, we're going to name all of them off here. But, uh, thank you to Viper Scale Racing, RPMs, Wizard High Performance, uh, Host Racing Bodies, uh, DG Designs, Slot Track, and Harden Creek Slot Cars. Uh, really, really generous, especially uh, Harden Creek, which Terry really stepped up with his sponsorship. And I think it's something like a $100 gift certificate to first place in points, which is crazy. Like, that's a crazy amount of money. And that's cannot thank all these sponsors for what they've done, especially, I mean, not just for this, but for our entire hobby. They keep the hobby going, these independent manufacturers, and they need support greatly. So I'll put, <laughs> so I'll put all of their, all of their websites down in the description as I can. I know DG Designs only has a Facebook page, so I'll just link it to that. Uh, they actually sponsored our podcast actually recently, which we really want to appreciate. Um, they may, Dave does some really great work down there with his controller sticker kits and just painting cars and just crazy what some of the work he's done. Uh, anyway, we raced, the iRacing series went to Laguna Senca this week, which is a very large technical road course. Uh, it's more uh, known with IndyCar. Uh, we actually currently have 23 racers in our league, and we are currently welcoming more to join for our summer season of this upcoming summer. I think we'll be racing the... Uh, the older NASCAR bodies, actually, or the NASCAR, not, not bodies, but NASCAR cars, the 87 uh, cars that were recently released by iRacing. But we have also raced on the uh, Charlotte Oval, uh, the Daytona Oval Road Course, uh, the Michigan Tri-Oval. Uh, we are currently set to race on the older, the old uh, 2009 Texas Oval next week, and we're going to be wrapping up the season on the Pocono tri-oval 100 laps around it and 150 laps around the texas oval and it's gonna be crazy our point standings are very close 
uh, wasn't able to get point standings uh, in time for this podcast, but uh, you can catch races Thursday nights on 8 at Twitch, which I'll put a link down in the description. I'd also like to thank uh, Nicholas Kahn for stepping up and broadcasting our races on tw- on his Twitch channel. Um, great, great kid. Really, really, he's a really great co- commentary on uh, all of our races. But um, Roger Porcelli currently leads the point standings with four wins and an average finish of fourth. He's pretty much almost dominated all year, especially in qualifying. He's gotten the pole for more than half of our races. Uh, John Lopresto is second in points with one win and an average finish of third. And Andy Lepre- Anthony Lopresto rounds out the top three with two wins and an average finish of fourth, which in Roger, really, really good road course uh, driver. Uh, dominated at Laguna Seca, dominated at Lime Rock Park. Um, can't really think of other road. Oh, the Daytona road course, he also pretty much dominated. But I'm a little bit better on the ovals. Um, I love racing the ovals. I actually almost won at Michigan, but Anthony actually edged me out by less than a second for the win at Michigan, which that was a crazy race. But these next two races, I'm just I'm in fourth in the point standings, and I'm hoping to uh, capitalize on mistakes by the top three and hoping to get in the top three in points. It's been my goal since I started the series. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a lot. Oh yeah. And like I said earlier, I'll put a link down in the description so you all can watch uh, again Thursday nights at 8 p.m. And we're going to go back on the subject of our club, the Central Ohio HO Racing Association. Uh, we d- we recently met up. I wasn't able to make it to the meeting. Uh, I don't think you were either. But uh, they recently hosted a series meeting, and we decided to go forward with scheduling a summer series. Uh, pretty much all voted uh, just to go ahead with it, see what happens. Uh, I'm going to be taking proper precautions and wearing a mask. But... Uh, but we start on June 13th with Indy T-Jets at Myron's Washington Raceway, which has now moved from Washington Courthouse to Columbus. Um, June 20th will be the Sportsman Chassis with Lexan Bodies at Eddie's Full Bunny Raceway. Uh, June 27th will be Mod T-Jets with Indy Bodies at Howard Talkie Highway. That's sure to be a really good one. Uh, July 4th will be an off week for us to celebrate 4th of July, of course. Um July 11th, we will travel to Charlie's HO SlotCarRacer.com Speedway. Quite a mouthful. We will be racing uh, stock T-Jets and skinny Jets. Uh, we're going to be having both classes racing together with the drivers deciding which class to race, which we actually, me and Adam, had a talk about this earlier, about uh, the skinny Jets and how they will compete to the stocks. And uh, I don't know, with the balanced and true armatures that the skinny jets have, I think they might have a little bit of an advantage to the stock T-Jets, which they, we don't, I don't think we allow truing in our stock class, only balancing. And um, also the independent front end. Yeah, and then we are also, I think we're allowing the Red Dragon magnets as well. Wouldn't be much difference because we allow the Red Dragons in both the stocks and the skinny jets. But more consistent version of the Aurora Magnets, pretty much similar strength to them. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, worst comes to worst, I might just borrow a skinny jet and just go with it because that's the last thing I want to do is find out the stock teachers aren't competitive and be, get my doors blown off. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's, that's why. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I've had. Trust me, I've had my doors blown off races, and those aren't. I mean, uh, you just gotta take it. It's good. Ugh. Sucks. Uh, July 18th, we'll be returning to Myron's Washington Raceway with the class yet to be announced. Uh, July 25th, we will return to Full Bunny Raceway to race Monty Jets. Uh, August 1st, we'll, we'll, we'll again return to Howard's Hockey Highway. The class is yet to be announced. And finally, August 8th, will be Magnet Tractions at, Ro at Ron's Road Trip Raceway in Hilliard. Uh, he plans to run a 12-volt race later at a later date in the summer, which I'm excited about. Uh, still have many dates that are open to be claimed, uh, mostly in late August. Uh, we will definitely update you next week. Uh, on uh, especially the classes that are yet to be announced and if any other races were added to the schedule. Um, we'll be your coverage for all of the Cahora races throughout the year. We're pretty much the official um, Cahora, pretty much, not really broadcaster, but official Cahora highlights. Of, but we will be updating you all on points and finishing order every race. I'm super excited to start the season finally, especially we haven't raced, I think, since the winter to end of spring season of last year or this year. And I need to make some serious, especially serious adjustments to my fleet and my driving, uh, especially the Indy Jets and stock T Jets, because Indy T Jets are basically uh, stock T Jets cousins. They have bigger tires. Uh, some of them have independent front ends, which you're allowed to have and bigger uh, Indy bodies on them are a little bit bigger and bulkier but they're similar to stock t-jets i don't know how they drive but uh it's the class i need to improve on especially stock t-jets i've always been you know weak in that class and i really need to be more smooth and less uh jerking on the trigger yeah the skinny cup class is definitely a lot of fun but i haven't tried them with um arms, but mm. um, at Echor, they're called nostalgia, and practically the same thing, except original Aurora Magnus and no true. Mm. But they're definitely a lot of them. Yeah. It was really cool how we can brainstorm that class, because what I really like about our club is we pretty much blaze our own trail, pretty much, in our rules. And even though we go off, especially our mod T-Jet class is loosely based on the Frey and Ferndale rules, that's a little bit, um, we just added on to it with a few of our own rules. And like you just said, the Nostalgia class, the Beckler runs, we pretty much added on a few rules to that. And we have our Skinny Cut, Skinny Jet class, which I have yet to build one. I actually have a chassis and a few armatures set aside that are balanced and true uh, for this class. Um, and like I said earlier, force comes to worst. If I can't build one late in the year, I might just uh, borrow one. Because I know quite a few of the guys have already built multiple of them, which is crazy. Which I wish I had that much, excuse me, that much materials and just resources and money to <laughs> to do that. Yeah, it's definitely amazing how much all of this put time on our hands. Mm, oh yeah, especially with this whole COVID pandemic, it's really allowed time for all of us to really do the dive back in the hobbies we love. And one thing I actually started on during uh, this uh, lockdown is I'd begun to put put more research and development into armature winding. Um, 
and just researching what Aurora did in their manufacturing processes for their armatures, which that actually might be a future episode I might talk about on the podcast because there's a lot of uh, people in in the uh, hobby that uh, are are very uh, knowledgeable in that. And it's kind of becoming a lost art, I would say, in um, the slot car hobby. They used to be really quite common uh, in the late 60s and early 70s to do it. I actually found a whole article. I'm not sure if it was uh, it was Model World magazine, I believe. It was late 60s, and it just showed you how to rewind an Aurora arm. And it was crazy. They used an erector set uh, to construct their winder, which I thought was really cool. Erector sets are really awesome. I wish that's one thing that that, are, that were really cool from that era. But anyway, they just showed you step-by-step step on how to wind an Aurora pancake arm. And just... I've done a lot of research, painstaking research and math on determining what actual material they used, and just it's crazy. My it's it's I love it. I love it's a part of the hobby because it just involves uh, math and engineering, especially in the art of armatures and electricity and using magnetic wire and what each gauge will do, and it's just crazy on how with correct armature. Uh, homage across all poles and the magnets can really do to your car performance. Yeah, everything all comes together in the long run. Mm-hmm, pretty much. And some of the stuff is not fun. I should say peening chassis and lapping gear, uh, peening chassis and uh, lapping gears aren't fun, but they really contribute to how your car will perform on the track. And it was really cool. I had the opportunity to write a composition paper about the hobby uh, for my spring semester, final paper, final project. And I love talking about it. And my professor, it was kind of funny when my professor was like, what the heck is, like, I had to tell him all about slot car racing and just go in depth on how tiny these cars are. And I was saying, man, I wish I, we did presentations because this is around the time that uh, the virus kicked in. We couldn't, because originally, what we were going to do is present in-class presentations, which is what I wanted to do. So I wanted to pack maybe a tiny circle of track and a power adapter into my backpack and take it <laughs> take it to the school, set it up, and have some kids try out each era of a uh, roar cars, pretty much. Wow. Wow. Because, I mean, that's another thing I really want to go into uh, later is – going into the complete mechanical and aura history of the Thunderjet and how it evolved from its start of production in 63 to 1971, which when they ceased production of it, and just how advances they made, which there's a lot of certain guides online that are really good following along with them on how the how the Aurora Thunderjet pretty much evolved. It's crazy. But yeah, we'd like to thank anyone everyone for listening and we'd again like to apologize for the long extended hiatus and we really hope to get back on a consistent uploading schedule Uh, we have several projects like i discussed earlier that we're really excited about and we cannot wait to share them with you guys Uh, currently in contact like i said earlier with a few uh, uh, people hoping to hear back from them Uh, please stay safe everyone and uh, happy racing see you next week